Everybody say, gratitude is God's will. Now, I'm going to come back and explain that in just a moment. But uh, I want to just remind us that we've been talking about gratitude in November because uh, it's, it's relevant because of Thanksgiving. So we try to, you know, think, hey, people are thinking about this. Let's talk about it. But I, I, I hope that as we have gone through the, the scriptures talking about the power of gratitude, that once again, it has, I hope that it has made a lasting impression in our hearts, in our minds, in our, in our believometers about just how powerful, how important, and how effective gratitude is. One of the things that I want to do this morning is begin with some responsive reading uh, that just gives thanks to the Lord. So if you'll go to the first slide there and leave it, you can follow along. If you have a New American Standard, you can follow along on your own Bible. We're going to be going through Psalm 136, uh, the first nine verses and then the last three verses together. Uh, I'll read a part, and then you will respond. And this, this is really how the probably how this psalm was done very, very early, that there was a kind of a, a director, there would be a statement, and then a response, an echo. Your part is the, the echo. So we'll all echo this part together. It's on the screen. Let's all try it together. For his loving kindness is everlasting. All right, so I'll read a part, and then you all will respond with that. And we're right now what we're doing is we are recognizing and acknowledging the goodness of God. Okay, here we go. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Give thanks to the God of gods. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To Him who alone does great wonders. To Him who made the heavens with skill. To him who spread out the earth above the waters. To him who made the great lights. The sun to rule by day. The moon and the stars to rule by night. Who remembered us in our low estate. And has rescued us from our adversaries. Who gives food to all flesh. Give thanks to the God of heaven. For his loving kindness is everlasting. Lord we do we give you thanks. For all that you are. And all that you've done. We give you thanks. Finally Psalm 107 verse 2. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Does anybody have a say so? Come on, let's give the Lord thanks together, can we? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Lord, we give you thanks. This, this, like I said, this month we've talked about gratitude and we've, we've defined gratitude as recognizing and acknowledging the good that we have received and the goodness behind it. Recognize and acknowledge. Would you say those two words with me? Recognize and acknowledge. And that's the difference between perhaps just sort of feeling a grateful feeling maybe down in your soul, which is great for you, and the, the difference between that and giving expression. Gra- the, the, what we said earlier, the first week was gratitude unexpressed eventually just turns out to be plain old ingratitude. It, it's got to be intentionally given away, expressed in some way. We, we say it, we write it, we sing it. The scripture is full of one way or another, giving thanks, finding some expression of the gratitude in our life. 
And we've seen that if we'll do that, if we will, if we will look for it, acknowledge it, and then and, you know, recognize it and, give, and acknowledge it, say something about it, we've seen that Scripture and science has shown us that, the, that when we practice gratitude, it enlarges our joy. It affects our outlook, our attitude, our mental and physical health. There's a lot of research I didn't even share because there's so much. They talked about having gratitude can make you a better, a better, a better employee, a better manager. I mean, we talked about being a better spouse, and everybody said, thank you, Lord. But it, it'll just, it will benefit your life in every way. And we also saw last week in the scripture how gratitude seems to open our inner life to greater grace. That God's grace comes into our life and it's powerful and it's transformative. But if we will respond to that grace with gratitude, then that grace somehow is magnified in our lives. There's a, there's a greater and a deeper wholeness that happens to us because we're grateful, because we've given thanks. So gratitude is more than good manners. It is good theology. And gratitude is really, really good for us. Today, we'll consider one more reason to give thanks. Gratitude is God's will. There's several verses in, the, in your bulletin insert. These are mostly in order. I rearranged them a little bit. But also on the bottom of your insert are some lines for you to fill in, for you to write one or two or 10,000 things that you're grateful for. And you can use one or two of those to share today. You can be ready. I want you to be ready to give a testimony. Just two minutes. Hi, my name is Bernard. Uh, I'm thankful for something. And you can be, it can be deep. Some, many people had a hard time getting through some of the things for which they were grateful this morning. Because once you open up that can of gratitude, I, I warned you. I warned you. It will mess with your life. You just might become more happy, more pleasant to be around. It, it can, it'll, really, it'll really mess things up. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 5. We're going to begin at verse 15 and go all the way through 20. And this is Paul talking to the Ephesian church about the spirit-filled life or walking in the spirit. And here's, listen to what he says. Therefore, be careful how you walk or how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. How many want to be wise? Okay. Making the most of your time because the days are evil. So then, this is a, he repeats himself. So then do not be foolish, unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What is his will? We're about to find out. Do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Everybody say, be filled with the Spirit. That's that's important because that is the main verb in what happens next. And, you know, I don't want you to get too, I don't want you to change the channel or check out if we talk a little bit about grammar here. But in the Greek text, the main verb uh, will set the pace for when, when it's followed with a series of participles or ing words, okay? So that's the main verb. That's the present passive imperative. You need to choose to let yourself be filled with the Spirit and live like that ongoingly. And this is what it looks like. The ing words after that 
tell us what that looks like or how that happens. So be being filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Secondly, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. And then verse 20 introduces universal imperatives, meaning these are, this is what you're supposed to do all the time. There isn't a situation where what we're about to read is not relevant or applicable. You ready? Here we go. Always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. So this is the Spirit-filled life. Note here, that again, the universal imperatives at the end. Always giving thanks for all things. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that when you stub your toe or you run your head against the, you know, the door jam, you should stop and say, well, thank you, Lord. I'm glad that's over. You know, no. What the, the Scripture helps us in context to understand that what he's saying is, particularly, we're giving thanks for all good things or all things that have become ours because of the Lord Jesus Christ. When I'm giving thanks in the name of Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm giving thanks for, the, for what is real, for what has happened to me, for what is promised to me, for what I have become because of Jesus. So I'm giving thanks for all of these good things all the time because of Jesus Christ. To be in Christ, then, is to be grateful and to give thanks. Verse, now look at Colossians chapter 3, another, another passage of Scripture. So this one says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Would anybody like that? The peace of Christ rule in your heart. I had a hard time for service distinguishing, you know, I couldn't say the right word. I said, I said that this word means empire, but it means umpire. But I, liked, but I decided that I liked empire better because it sounded like Darth Vader. And it sounded like, you know, like, 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 like if the peace of God's really in charge, you know, like t- together we will rule the galaxy. But uh, uh, let the peace of Christ be the, the umpire in your heart. That thing which says something is foul or fair. That thing which is, that, that, that gives the yes or the no. It's the judge in your heart. The peace of Christ is supposed to have dominion in your heart to decide what comes and what goes. What stays and what has to leave. What's acceptable and what is not. There's a governing presence of peace in your heart. And that governing presence, uh, look, look at how it happens. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which you were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly within you with all wisdom and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing with thankfulness in your hearts. So we're to, he says, be thankful and then sing with thankfulness in your hearts. And then finally, verse 17, whatever you do in word or deed, do all. Come on, everybody say do all. Do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. 
So whatever we do, whether it's speaking or acting or whatever we're doing, we're doing in the name of Jesus. And there's a, there's a lot to that. That's a powerful passage. But what he follows up with, do in the name of Jesus, giving thanks. Like that means to, when I, to live in the name of Jesus, to speak in the name of Jesus, is to do so with gratitude, giving thanks. Gratitude and, the, and our life in Christ are synonymous. You cannot separate them. Gratitude is God's will. One more passage that helps us understand that, 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks. Would you say that, that, that with me, please? In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What is the will of God for my life, Pastor Dab? What am I supposed to do? Give thanks. It's, you know what? God is more concerned with the condition and the climate of your heart than your, even your vocation. This is the will of God for everybody to be thankful, to give thanks in everything. Come on, say it, in everything. And this is where we have to lean into this. That means no matter what situation or circumstance I am in, I can give thanks to God in the middle of it. In the midst of it, I can still give thanks. And I want to be careful to be clear here. I am not, this, I am not doctrin- doctrinally inclined to say that whatever happens, it must be from God, that God sends every hailstone upon my head, and every time it racks me in the noggin, I should lift up my hands and they say, well, thank you, Lord, for that. I'm glad that's over. No. No, I understand that God's will for me is good. I also understand I live in a fallen world with fallen people who do fallen things and fallen institutions and fallen nations and sometimes potholes in the road. But in the midst of all that, I serve a God who sent his son to redeem me and to redeem this world. And, and, he has a, and there's a plan that's set in motion right now for this world to be totally redeemed and for a new creation to come. And so I live in the middle of that knowing that right now I serve a great big good God who lives and loves and acts in the now, who has good for me, is working for my good, and he cannot be stopped. So therefore, in the middle of everything, no matter what it is, I give thanks. Because the goodness of God is greater than my circumstances. The grace of God is greater than my situations. His promise and His providence are more powerful than anything else around me. And I know this, nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ my Lord. And I know this, that the mercy of God, His loving kindness is ever lasting his loving kindness is everlasting his loving kindness is everlasting his loving kindness cannot wear out it cannot run out it lasts forever he will be loving and kind toward those in covenant with him come on that's why no matter what your life should just you should be wrecked you should be a gratitude lush In everything, give thanks. Gratitude is God's will. It's always, it's always the right thing to do. It's always good to do. And it's always good for you. I want to share one more passage of Scripture from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. And again, it has to do with gratitude being God's will absolutely for our life. But it's going to give you one more really cool 
uh, insight into how powerful gratitude is. What, how, how gratitude works in our life to produce such good things. Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. The verse 6 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Or the same way, in the same manner that you receive Christ, walk in him. In other words, the way that you got in is the way that you go on. We, how did you come into Christ? Did you save your money? For a down payment? Did you come and negotiate a trade with him? How did, you, how did you receive Christ? By opening up your heart and receiving with thanks. That's all you could do. That's all you can do is surrender, receive, and give thanks. Paul says, in the same way that you received him, walk in that. And then he explains what that looks like. Verse 7, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established or strengthened in your faith, just as you were instructed, overflowing with gratitude. Now, there are a few really important verses there, really important verbs that if you'll just lean into this, there's a, there's a powerful, practical help here. Many times, folks will read a passage like this and think that what you're given is a list of things that you're supposed to do. Oh, I need to try to be firmly rooted. Now, I also need to try to be being built up. I need to go to the get built up, and then I need to be more strengthened, more established. <laughs> and then on top of it all, I need to have gratitude. Well, none of those are bad ideas, but that's not what this verse is saying. What this verse is, is saying is there are three things that have happened to you because or at the same time as one thing that you're doing. This verse says that you came into Christ and what this, these are all passive. God has firmly rooted you. God did that. No tree, I'm not, a bot, I'm not much of a botanist, but no tree roots itself. You know, I mean, it, it, it's not, it's, it, you, 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 it, these, these things are planted. Either it's by gravity or something else, but you didn't choose this. God chose you and has firmly rooted you. Someone say firmly rooted. There's a reason why our logo at Heritage is a tree, an oak tree. There's a reason for that. Because we believe, in, we believe in roots and a strong trunk and big branches and lots of fruit. And a little bit, some of you are nuts. <laughs> but if you plant a nut, you get a tree. Or maybe it's led by nuts. It doesn't matter. There's a nut somewhere. Uh, but God has firmly rooted you. And then the next part is, and you are now. So that, that is a serious past tense verb, a perfect, a perfect tense verb. That's happened. It started and it remains true now. And because you have been firmly rooted, here's what else God is doing. You are, you are being built up and established. You are being built up. You are being strengthened. God is doing that to you. 
how is all of this happening? What are you, what are you doing? Here's, there's only one active verb in the verse. And that is this, overflowing with gratitude. It's happening at the same time those other things are happening to you. But, the, but while those things are happening to you, what you're doing is not just giving God a thumbs up. Listen to it. It doesn't say that you give God a thumbs up or whatever. The, the power there is learning to, as I put it in all caps, overflowing with gratitude. Your job, your opportunity, the, the, perhaps you might say the secret to spiritual formation and growth is gratitude. To overflow with it. Folks will say, I wish I, I wish I were growing more. I want to grow in the Lord. I want to do this. And, and that's all good. Some folks say, I want to grow in the Lord, so I'll read a new book. Yeah, you should. Or I want to go to a group. Absolutely. Learn a new thing. Absolutely. But in all of those things, the real, the fountainhead of growth for you as a Christian to, to know God and to enjoy Him and to possess His promises and to be strengthened and, to, and if you will, to blossom or to flourish. If you want to flourish, overflow with gratitude. It, 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 you say, well, golly, Dab, is it that simple? Could gratitude, which is the will of God, could it be that powerful? Could it be that integral? Could it be that effective in our lives? There's only one way to find out. You've got to give it a good, long, good, deep try. Anybody ready to give it a shot? Anybody ready? So how, how many of you got some things written down on your, on your papers there, some gratitude stuff? If you've got some stuff written down, okay, we're going to do this. So I want you to make sure that you're ready. I've got a couple of people who are going to help me with microphones, and here's what we're going to do. I'm going to sing one more chorus with you, Acapulco, and... Uh, and uh, then, I'm, yeah, you can go to that side. We're just going to get them ready. We're just going to get them all warmed up in their, in their soul, okay? And then uh, one at a time, you'll share. And we've got plenty of time to, to, before the end of the service. And uh, it would be great if you told us your name. That would be great. Hello, my name is, you know, you know Bill, Bob, Henry, Sue. And, uh, and then what, what you're grateful for, what God has done in your life. And then uh, and we'll respond. And, again, as, here's a heads up. What's likely is you're going to hear a testimony of perhaps something that speaks to a need in your life. Good news. We're going to just latch on to that and take it for you too. Does that make sense? You ready? God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Again, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good to me. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's go. I'm going to get my stool. Let's do this. I'm I'm Just start with kids. I heard there was a few kids that maybe had something. Raise your hand if you are a kid in the room. Pastor Kara said there were a few excited. All right. You want to stand up for me? So good. High five, buddy. Who? Oh, hi, honey. Just stand up for me. Tell us your name. Um, for my heart. Thanks for your heart. Yes, so are we. Awesome. Okay, 
So how this works, if you're wondering, if you're on that side of the building or kind of this half, just kind of look to Darcy. She's right there. She'll find you. And then I'll take this half over here. I know I have one in the back, so I'll just grab him and then just kind of look to Darcy and she'll find you. Yeah, make eye contact, if you will, or wave your hand for one of the gals with the microphone. They'll get to you. My name is Ben Davenport, and I'm, <laughs> I'm thankful that God has overcome fear in my life. Hi, my name is Kathy, and I just want to um, praise the Lord and thankful. I've been searching for Christianity in my family for many, many, many years. And um, we have prayed in Bible studies and lots of things for this girl right here and this girl right here. And I'm just thankful that Jesus heard my prayers, and they're here in church with me today. And also my daughter, Eve, who's not here, but she's coming faithfully. My name is Lisa, and I want to give thanks um, for this church. Uh, it's been a huge blessing to me and, and my youngest son. I want to give thanks for the pastoral staff who uh, just continually just... Um, cover us with with love and, and know their prayers as well and particularly for for pastor dav for um just um ever since i've come here every time you preach i just feel i'm moved and i'm stretched to be a better woman so i just appreciate that and i also want to give thanks uh, my brother is not yet a christian he lives in new york and uh he became quite ill recently to the point he was very close to death and um he was healed and I'm thankful for that, and I'm also thankful that he is going to be saved. I'm speaking that out over him and also over my two older sons. So thank you, Lord. My name is Jim Davenport. Several years ago, this church has been in existence for 10 years now, 2008, 2018. But prior to that time, in a very sacred place, flowing white, white chairs. No, it's actually the donut nook, folks. <laughs> Sitting in a corner with greasy donuts and coffee, a young man looked across the table at me and said, you know, we should bring our two churches together. And so there, in the surroundings of the donut nook, the inception of the, the idea, I believe, planted by the Spirit of God, Heritage Church, had its beginnings. There was a process. Everything was done quite properly and legally. 2008, we became Heritage Church. And I am thankful for that today. I'm thankful for that every day. And the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica, speaking of the work of the Spirit of the Lord in their midst. And he said this, For you are our pride and joy. Living Bible. May I say, folks, for you are our pride and joy. What, do you take it away? Okay. <laughs> My name is Bonnie, and I just, I just am so grateful 
Um, some of you know that we were missionaries for 38 years in Kenya, and when we came home, I was brokenhearted. Uh, it was like we had committed the impartable sin in our, in our denomination by becoming too old. And that's why we came back. And so uh, I just felt like we had left so many people um, that we had loved for so long just kind of in the lurch, you know. But anyway, we went back last year, and I thank God for the inner healing in my life that occurred. It just healed my heart completely. I just have no animosity, no, uh, no, I just, I'm just full of joy. <laughs> and I can think of, of our people there and, and not be uh, mournful. And I can get out all my African things, that uh, gifts that I was given and enjoy using them. And I have just been healed. And I thank God for this church and the part that they had in it. This church is such a great place. I don't know if you realize how blessed we are. You know, Brian was a little kid when we came on back on our first furlough. I, th I think you're between Mike and Chris as far as their ages. I what year were you born? <coughs> <laughs> 1970. Oh, you're younger than both of them. Okay, they were 68 and 66 and 69. So you're <laughs> but anyway, he was in that group, and so I cannot think of him as Pastor Dav. He's Brian, you know. And the first time I said Brian to him, he just he he just literally turned around because nobody calls him Brian except for the old people. And so <laughs> anyway, I just oh, I'm so grateful for this church and for all the pastors on staff. Aren't they great people and the music people? And you know, this morning that was such a cute little choir up there, wasn't it? And I. Just just could see in my in my mind's eye that a hundred a hundred uh, in in the choir in by next year even you know I mean there's no reason for it not to be anyway I'm so grateful for all of you and for the way that you have ministered to me in many ways and you know uh, we even have I even have as old as I am there's a there's a person here in this church who is a role model for me and that's uh, Betty Jenks, Jenkins you know that she's 95 or uh, and and that she's still going like a trooper. Why? I just want to be just like her when I grow up, you know? So this church has blessed me in so many... And, Laura, you're such a sweetheart. We just love you so much. We even loved you... Well, you know. Uh, we love you too, Brother Brian. Bless you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Hey, and uh, let's... Uh, here's... Cheers to 100 people in the choir. Come on. Yeah. Hi, I'm Barbara, and I want to thank the, um, the youth um, leaders in this church. Our, we bring our granddaughter, who's seven, and it's so neat to hear her say that she talks to her friends about Jesus, and there's a friend of hers that thinks she should be believing in the devil, and so Marley is on this track to change her mind, and I'm... It, it's just wonderful. Amen. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Now it's my turn to preach. No. <laughs> I'm also so thankful to this church and to the pastoral staff, Pastor Davenport, and his preaching and his, his love and concern for his people. And I just thank the Lord for that. And I thank the Lord for his graciousness and mercy, even in times when we're down. 
You know, a few mo- about a month ago, I had a little purple PT cruiser that I needed to try to sell. And uh, a couple came, and they wanted to buy it, but and they had need to buy a car that day, and they had $1,375. And I wanted 1500 so I said, no, I'm sorry, you can't have it. And after that, after they left, and there was silence for a few weeks, I was kicking myself. Uh, I'd wake up at night and kick myself, and... Oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, then, then about a week or so ago, uh, the Lord sent, I call her an angel. Now, I'm a little of the older generation, so, you know, I, don't, I didn't know that angels had tattoos. But anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you know, you know, you, you, you. You know, I'm not old, but I'm from the older generation, so that's, that's kind of, you'll, you'll have to have patience with me. <laughs> I mean, I have a son-in-law that has tattoos all over, and I love him dearly. But anyway, I, you know, this, this little gal, she said, well, uh, what, you know, asked about the car, and so uh, she came at 3 o'clock with her dude. You know, and and uh, <laughs> her boyfriend, I guess, and he was a mechanic. I said they tested it out. He drove it around the block, and I told him what happened. I said it had been in a couple accidents, uh, and I showed him, you know, a problem uh, that some people were complaining about. And he looked it over, and she looked it over, and they said, "Yeah, we want it." And she had an envelope with uh, with a uh, with money in it from IQ, eighteen hundred dollars, and uh, didn't even bargain. You know, so the Lord is gracious and merciful, even in times when we feel like, what, what am I doing? I thank God for his goodness and his graciousness, and I'm grateful for his love. Hi, um, my name is Kate, and uh, this season I'm really filled full of gratitude that I got reunited with a long-lost cousin that I never had a relationship with. Both of our parents are gone. And uh, together, uh, we are praying for healing for our family and destroying the roots of bitterness. And a uh, sweet deal is she has my mother's eyes, and I haven't seen my mom's eyes in 11 years. So, And, and I'm really grateful that uh, the Lord's shown me um, how to come beside still waters to the babbling brook and to uh, trust him completely, that he knows what he's doing. And uh, very grateful for my husband and my marriage uh, to John of seven years now. Oh, my name is Ida Manson, and I wa- I'm so thankful that God led us to this church. I'm just thankful for the leaders of the church, how much they have embraced Jeffrey, and how much they have been able to accept him for who he is and praying for him and praying for all of us. I'm also thankful for the um, youth ministries, for my daughter, Mapalo. Uh, how much she has grown, and um, through her, we um, God has lit. We have just seen the power and the glory of God. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit of what happened probably two months ago. Um, we I, we we were praying, me Jeff and Mapalo, and we had read our verses and everything at the house, and God. In that we were like in an, uh, an hour of prayer, and God opened up Mapalo's eyes. He, show, he showed her things that people see when you say near death experience, 
People see that for probably two seconds, but it showed her everything that we read in the Bible. It showed her my mom who's been dead when I was 10, my sister who's been dead when I was like 19, and just God just opened up all this, and he was putting a name to each and every person that he showed her who was in heaven. He, God opened up and showed her just a massive, massive stuff that if he showed me, probably I would, didn't, I would be just like, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. But um, I'm just really thankful because it has brought a lot of healing in my family back home and here. And it's just like a massive, massive thing. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm uh, Bill Rittenhouse, and I thank the Lord that he didn't take Irene home. She had a total hip replacement and came home eight days later. She had a massive heart attack. And praise the Lord, she's doing good. And we've been coming here about five months now, and I cannot believe the way the people responded as far as meals and prayers and come over seeing Irene. I just thank the Lord for this church. Hi, my name's Kathy, and I just am uh, praising God because he healed me of cancer this year. Wow. So that's awesome. Um, also, that we were able to move here to Vancouver, it's been an a answer to prayer, we, and that we all live together. Our family is like one big, huge family, and we all s here in the house of the Lord, serving God every day. So, thank you. Darcy. Oh, Chris, you have one, right? We'll get you. She's moving. Hi, I'm Scott. Um, I've been coming to this church for a little while now, and I'm just thankful for the church family and everything, uh, because without this church, I wouldn't have a church to go to. Um, I was at the point where I was done trying churches. I was done going places and just seeing, like, people put off and push to the side, and then I came here, and everybody's welcoming. Everybody's happy and glad that you're here, and without this church, I would have nothing, so... Thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Deborah Record, and I'll try to be as fast as I can about this. Um, I'm thankful for my salvation and being born again and filled with God's Holy Spirit, for my three children's salvation in Jesus, and my twin sister also is saved, and my husband Ronald, who's saved, and a born-again Christian president, and for all my brothers and sisters in Jesus who love one another and obey God's great commission, and for a godly pastor and his wife, and his parents, who are also godly uh, pastors, and his wife, and that my husband, Ronald, and I have found Heritage Church. And I wanted to tell Pastor, I'm also thankful you were born in the year that I Want to Walk as a Child of the Light was given to, uh, to Kathleen Thomerson. Uh, my name is Chris. Um, already emotional. I thank God that he sent me Linda who prayed Psalm 91 over me every day 
not one year, but two years while I was deployed. Without those prayers, the enemy would have taken me out. But more importantly, I'm thankful for a God, a miracle-working God. The miracle-working God that was working miracles in the Bible still works miracles today. Healing from cancer. In my own life, Linda went to the Philippines before I did, a year before. I've had polyps removed off of my vocal cords. I've had two neck surgeries where they went in through the front. They had to move my vocal cords out of the way. So I basically... Growing up in a very musical family, um, being able to sing was very, very difficult. The first year that I went to the Philippines, I did not want to go, absolutely did not want to go. But Linda said, I'm going with or without you. And I said, you're not going without me. We were in a church service, and we were asked to speak, and, and Linda felt like she had a message, and I didn't have the message. All I had was worship. All I could do was sing, for thou, oh God, I exalt thee. I exalt thee. My voice came back. God is a miracle-working God today, tomorrow, yesterday. If you have a need in your body, don't give up. God wants to heal you. And he can and will heal you. Oh, precious Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, that you care so much for us. That you, you don't just perform miracles that we read about in the Bible, but we get to experience them in our own lives. And all we have to do, God, is just stand on the promise that the victory is already ours. That we have already got the victory. We have already got our healing because you paid for it on Calvary's tree 2,000 years ago. So right now, Father God, those in this, in this auditorium within the sound of my voice that are holding on for a miracle, right now we claim victory. We are taking back what is ours by our right, by your blood on the cross. We thank you, Jesus, for that sacrifice you made. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, God, that all we have to do is stand in faith. In your precious holy name. Amen. Hi, I'm Gloria. How can I say thanks for all that he's done for me? He, with his blood, he saved me. With his blood, he purchased me. I salvation on the cross. First and foremost is the most important. And then he granted me a wonderful husband. And he's led us these three years, these many years together. And he's given me three wonderful children. Their marriages are good. They're all serving the Lord. I have ten wonderful grandchildren. And I'm trusting that they will all marry in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for where he's led this body. I'm thankful for my youngest son. 
So I stand amazed. I knew that God had his hand on him as a young person. But I stand amazed this day to hear gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done in Jesus' name. I'm Julie, and there's lots to be thankful for. Our family moved this year, and it's been, um, even though it's just like to the next city over, um, everyone in our family has flourished, and it's a great home that we can start just having people over and just to encourage and love on them. So that's an exciting thing. And then I'm just thankful for, I stepped back into working full-time this year, which was a, um, it, it was it was a bit of a stretch and a risk, but I just felt like I should. And God has blessed that time. It has been a, a, a really challenging thing. But um, I am thankful because I have the perspective of, I've just been thinking, and obviously I shared last week, but even just this week or this month, we have 11 kids coming home from just one country that we work in. And all of them have experienced, they're older kids that have experienced horrible things that no kids should. And they're coming home to moms and dads that love them. And I just feel so grateful for just redemption and restoration that happens and that the challenge maybe that I walk in in my family just briefly, and we're, you know, great, I have a wonderful husband, but I have that perspective that I can just celebrate those things, and that's really unique, and I'm just really grateful for that and just to share that with others. Yeah. Hi. My name's Bernard. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I hope I don't offend any Wazoo fans here this morning. <clears throat> I grew up in Seattle, and that made me a lifelong Husky fan. And uh, this is just an aside from more serious things, but uh, the fight song for the Huskies is Bow Down to Washington. And I've been pondering that the last couple of days, and uh, uh, yesterday the Husky band couldn't play it because they had an accident and returned back to Seattle. But the, the theme of that song is that the enemy has to bow down to Washington. And I'm recalling in Revelation that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Not the Huskies, <laughs> even though I'm a Husky fan. But anyway... Uh, Life is not always a bowl of cherries. And I'm reminded of three great portions of Scripture to encourage particularly young people and kids. The steadfast love of the Lord never fails. That's found in Lamentations chapter 3. You may want to look that up. In... Uh, Psalm 37, it talks about Chuck and Bonnie. Uh, I was young, but now I am old. Er, der. <laughs> and the scripture declares, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. And possibly one of the 
the, the key portions of scripture is in that strange Old Testament book called Habakkuk. Defy you to try to spell it correctly. This is what it says in Habakkuk, the third chapter. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy in the God of my salvation. I'm Kara, um, and I, there were so many things on my heart that I wanted to share, but I really just want to thank my kids' ministry team, just every single one of you. Um, I, I could not lead a finer team. You guys come, and you serve with joy, and you contend for our kids every week. And there are some of you that aren't even a part of the team where you serve week to week, but you pray for us. We need your prayers, and I'm so thankful for your dedication. And a lot of you have really come behind my family. I have never quite experienced the love that you guys give, even as someone on staff. I feel so incredibly grateful and blessed to serve under Pastor Dav and Laura and to serve with an amazing team, the Carsons, Pastor Jim and Glow and, and the Browns. and You guys are amazing, too, <laughs> to serve with. But I wanted to share specifically, if you're contending for a miracle and you're contending for victory and triumph, I'm contending for that. My family is contending for that. You guys, we could not do what we do without your prayers lifting us up. And I'm looking for the day where we get our victory and it's not just my victory, it's not just my family's victory, but it's our victory as a church. And I'm just so grateful for every single one of you. Uh, this is going to be really tough. I'm going to have you hold this. Yeah. So... I tried to be, I'm going to try to speak. I'm not a great speaker, but, and I have a long list to be grateful for. Um, but I want to start back to a time where Satan had his hand on me and tried to completely wipe me out. You're looking at a woman that wasn't supposed to live. I experienced um, child abuse and abandonment and unloved by both parents. Um, 
I was but, um, abused to the point of being in hospital in coma at nine months old for six weeks, paralyzed on my left side. Um, I've been blessed beyond measure just to be almost 61 years old and alive with three kids I wasn't supposed to have. The youngest right here. Besides that, I know the Lord had touched my life after that. My grandmother prayed over me. I had a job to do. I went off that path. I started as a teen in ministry, and I loved it. And I did everything, child, women's ministry, music ministry. Um, and then I got off trail. And when I got off trail, I married and divorced and married and divorced and married and divorced. Two people in a row who were still married. Anybody that said, I loved you, let's get married. August 6, 2014, I said enough was enough. And I was raised in a church that didn't even raise their hands. You sat on them. Or you were asked to leave. I walked into a Pentecostal church and I said, I have some soul ties I need to get rid of. And I studied it first. I want hands laid on me. I want to be prayed over. And that day, I was baptized. In a spirit I thought I already had, I became a believer as a young child. I was baptized. I didn't quite understand the works of the spirit. But I knew from the churches that I had visited, there's life I'm not sure of and that I've been missing. I believed, and I know I love the Lord, but I wasn't really walking in him. Not until that day, and I haven't been the same. And now I moved down here to take care of my middle son, who's 34, and he's a miracle living to this day, who has a disease that they said was terminal, and he was supposed to go in his teens, and he's, third, he's just now 34. Many people know he's now in a hospital bed in our living room, still alive. We pray over him. If the Lord continues to uh, let him live, he will, but he's fading fast. He's a believer, as are all my sons. I just ask that you pray um, for his comfort and his peace and God's timing. We tried, he tried to rush it up. And God showed him who was boss. When he sent me here to take care of Travis, when Travis finally said, I need your help, I didn't know what I was stepping into. But I was grateful to be called by a son who was fiercely independent and didn't want any help. And um, then I've been having to walk this walk of watching him pass. Yes, if God wanted him healed, he will, he will st still be healed. But until that time, we just thank God he's still here. God brought me here, and he brought me back to Vancouver in a church that I believe I'm called to stay after this journey's over. So thank you. Uh, my, my name is Mike, and I am thankful for my family who 
are here standing together with me, and my wife, who supports me, my two miracle babies who shouldn't be here. <laughs> um, I'm thankful for being led to this church six months ago, um, where we have made so many really good relationships in that short amount of time, and how everyone is just really open and accepting and the kids program where my kids just, they love coming every week. And before we came here, we're not that impressed. So we are here. Thank you. Um, I am thankful to God for all of these things that I'm going to talk about, but kind of they made their appearance here at Heritage, so I'm very thankful for Heritage. Um, I'm thankful that Heritage has helped me to overcome hurt. It is equipping me for God's service, and I'm thankful that um, that has helped me to find my purpose and um, and fulfill that purpose. And, and uh, I'm also just thankful that... Um, and, and I'm confident in the future growth of my children. I'm thankful that we have amazing pastors here, that both Kara and Jeremy, that are, are feeding into my kids, and I'm so thankful of that. Thank you. Hi, I'm Bob Moore, and I just wanted to let you all know I am thankful for this church. I'm thankful for uh, Pastor Dav. Uh, if you haven't been here for the last 10 years, and knowing him, you lost it. I'm telling you, this man knows the word. I remember when he got his first doctorate. We were out at, uh, out at uh, uh, Hazeldale. But anyway, I am really thankful for all the people here and the work that they're doing and the uplifting of the ministries of everything here, and I want to just tell you a quick story. In a different lifetime, I was with a different pastor, and we had to go to uh, Rapid City, and there was a gentleman there who uh, needed to be brought out of that whole situation that he was in, and we brought him back to this, uh, the Northwest here, and I want to, th um, he lived with me for about three or four months. The pastor that I was with uh, did pass away. And that gentleman's name is George Dowling. Dowling. He's, I talked to him about a month and a half ago. And I didn't know that he had found this church. And he's always going to the early morning service. Yes, and uh, that happened so many years ago, and I lost track of him, and I thank God that this church is a lighthouse, okay, and just to let you know, I've had two premonitions about the 40-year revival. I've got it marked in my journal. It is here, and I think we ought to name the church Heritage International. <laughs> Listen, it's 12.45. I, am I going to wind down? I got one or two more? Yeah, let Dar Darcy raise her hand for one. Okay, And good. we love you all. Good. 
Hello, I'm Michael, and I just want to say um, I want to praise God and thank you for the word that I got uh, a couple months back with the prophetess from, I think it was Texas, mm -hmm. when she gave the word of the Lord uh, for a lot of people. And uh, in my life, um, since then, uh, there's been things that have been spoken that she had said that are still to come, but the thing that has come to fruition uh, since then is that I got a promotion to my job that was not at a... Not by my doing. Uh, I was looking for advancement, but um, this came about in just a totally awesome and unexpected way that is just the beginning of what she had spoken in my life and uh, for my family. And so I'm just grateful for the word of the Lord from, from her and just God speaking in my life yeah. and for my family and speaking to all of us and that the spirit of the Lord moves in this place yeah. Amen. and speaks yeah. to his people. So. He sure does. Yeah, he sure does. Okay, let's stand together, friends. Folks, the scripture says that it says to be anxious for nothing, uh, but in all things with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so we don't want to change the subject to supplication. <laughs> but it is, I do hear in the house, this, and if you're, I, it was a, just a real concert of, of this morning of giving thanks for God's promises. For yes, his providence, what he has done, and for what he has promised. And to pray, not with anxiety, but with anticipation. To pray with hope and give thanks. Not, we're, not, we're not trying to beg or plead or get God's attention. But we are walking in thanksgiving. And, and as we do, our faith blows up. Peace settles in, and we just, we just rest in the, the person and promise of God. So would you just join me right now? Let's lift up our hands. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for every promise that is ours in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, for every miracle, for every saved life, for every circumstance that you've turned around. We thank you, Lord, for golly, Thank you, Lord, as we just would take time to think for all of the, the ways that you have worked in our life that we haven't noticed or even forgotten about. But, God, we thank you for that. We give you thanks, Lord, as a, we just return to you now and say, thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for how you're working in our life. Thank you for every good miracle, for every kind action, for every alignment, for every relationship, for every ounce of provision, for every prophetic word, for every promise. And thank you, Lord, that in all of this, that gratitude fuels our faith in the grace that is yet to come. And we thank you, Lord, for grace, for, for breakthrough in our lives that's happening. We give you thanks for this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Everybody said amen. Amen.